this thing I've been doing for about 25 years. If I meet someone new, I'm going to know you, I'll ask you a question. The question is, is, it seems very innocent, but just, you know, if I ever ask you this question, know that I'm judging you by your answer. <laughs> I am a movie snob. I love film. Before the Lord grabbed my heart, I wanted to be a filmmaker. I wanted to be the Mexican Steven Spielberg. That's what I wanted to do with my life. So I asked people the question, what are your top three favorite movies? I asked it to everybody. And I'm listening very carefully because I'm like, what kind of person are you? Like, who, what are your favorites? Now I found among 30 to 50-year-olds, dudes, there's a common answer given. A lot of dudes, I can almost guarantee a certain movie's going to be in their top list. A lot of dudes put Gladiator in. A lot of dudes. I don't know why we still have the Romans, but we do. But right behind, behind, under Gladiator, a movie a lot of dudes put in their top three. Anyone know what it is? Not the Patriot. Get out of my face, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just playing. But listen, you're close. Braveheart. It's Braveheart. A lot of dudes say Braveheart. I don't know if it's the dudes wearing skirts. I don't know what it is that guys like. But a lot of dudes say Braveheart. And here's the thing. Braveheart can get your heart pumping. And one of the big scenes of that movie is when William Wallace, the Scottish independence freedom fighter, is being tortured. And with his last breath of life, he screams out that one last word, right? Freedom! And you just, as a movie watcher, you're just like, yeah! That's because as Americans, we do, for us, freedom's a very high value. For Americans, for Westerners, we have a high value of this idea called freedom. And it's July 4th weekend. It's freedom weekend. It's fireworks and grills. That's about it. That's what's that's July 4th. Um, <laughs> So we're talking, oh, in Flint, there's a lot of guns shooting in the air. That's true. Um, I want to talk a little bit about freedom today, so here we go. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed in him, he says this, if you abide in my word, then you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now, this is an if-then statement. If X, then Y. If you mow my lawn, I'll give you 20 bucks. It's a very simple construction of a sentence. So if you don't mow my, if you don't mow my lawn, guess what? If you don't mow my lawn, you don't get the 20 bucks. If you do this, then you will get this. It's a dominoes. It's like if, binka, binka, binka. So the first thing it says is, it says, if you abide in my word. That's the first domino. That domino sets off the rest of the chain reaction. If you abide in my word, then you are my students. You're my disciple. If you actually live in my teaching, you're one of my students. If you're one of my students, well, my teaching is the truth. And if you are living in my truth, guess what? That truth will make you free. But the main thing, to get any of these things, to be called a disciple, to know the truth, and for that truth to make you free, 
the first thing I must do, I must abide in his word. The first thing Christ says is very simply, the truth will make us free. For us to experience this freedom, we must abide in his word. So he tells everybody, listen, if you want freedom, here's how you get it. And the crowd responds, verse 33, they answer him, we are Abraham's seed. We're the sons of Abraham. We're Jewish people. And we have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it you say to us, you will become free? So they say to Jesus, Jesus, I'm already free. Why do I need what you're offering me? You're saying that if I come to you, I'll be free. I'm already free. A couple things. First, really funny thing. When Jesus says freedom, the Jews assume he means political freedom. And he doesn't. It's not about the freedom to vote, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. It's not the Bill of Rights. It's something else. Also, they're completely wrong in what they say. They say, we're Jewish people. We have never not been free. If you know your history, if you've ever seen a picture of a pyramid, you know that's a lie, right? If you know the story, if you watched Prince of Egypt and, or, or Ted Commandments of Charlton Heston, you know the Jews were enslaved and Moses' deliverer was risen up to set the people free. The Jews have been enslaved their entire existence. The Egyptians, the Assyrians, the Babylonians, when these Jews say, we've never not been free, at that moment, at that exact moment, they're being ruled over by Rome. If I went home today, got one of my Mexican Cokes out of the fridge, popped the top, sat on my back deck, and someone said, Ernesto, you drink Coke? I'd be like, I never drink Coke. Obviously, I'm lying, right? The Jews are saying, we've never been enslaved. You're a slave right now. They're saying, we don't need your freedom, Christ, because we're already free. And here's the deal. In America, if you invite someone to Jesus, people might say, I don't need Jesus. I already got the freedom I need. And many people, when they say that, they're lying to themselves and they're lying to you. That's what Christ says. Oh, you're free? You think you're free? That's what Christ says to them. Christ says in verse 34, Jesus answered them and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. Listen, Christ is not talking about political freedom. There are places in the world where people are not politically free. I travel to India probably once a year. And in India, I work with a people called the untouchables. The untouchables are considered the lowest caste of people. And guess what? They're not politically free. They're not. To be born an untouchable, when we live in India, an untouchable woman, a lot, when we lived there, a lot of women had their babies in the village. Well, this baby had a breached birth. So the baby was sideways and couldn't be born. And she went to the hospital. But the hospital said, there's a sign saying, no untouchables. And that woman died on the staircase of a hospital. Why we lived there? Why we lived there? 
Some people are not free. But Christ is not talking about political freedom. He's talking about a spiritual freedom, a freedom of the heart. Here in America, we are free. Freedom of religion, freedom of speech. I can talk trash in the president every day and not get in trouble. And most of us do. So, like I'm saying, we can talk, we can say, listen, people can make fun of the Christ I love in this country. I'm not like it, but they're free to do so, aren't they? Freedom of speech, freedom of religion. We can gather and worship Christ, and it's okay. But even though in America we have a lot of freedoms, a lot of people in their hearts don't feel free. Christ says these words. He says, if anyone commits sin, they're the slave of sin. The language is, what it means is this, and every one of us knows this. You don't got to be an addict to feel this. But I'll start with addiction to give us a starting point. If you're addicted to something, some part of you wants to stop, whether it's alcohol or drugs. or ungodly things on the internet, whatever your, whatever your poison. Some part of you wants to stop, but some part of you can't stop. Right? That's addiction. I want to stop, but some part of me really likes it. I'm divided in my own soul. Part of me hates it, part of me loves it, and I feel enslaved to it. It's not just addiction, though. Some of us are enslaved to people pleasing. If someone doesn't like me, I lose sleep over it. Some of us are enslaved to our anger. I talked to a lady just this week and she said through tearful eyes, when someone makes me mad, I just can't hold my tongue. I just can't not lash out and say horrible, horrendous things. I don't want to say it, but it just comes out. Slave to sin. And we've all experienced this, that I want to be a certain kind of person, but every time I try to be that person, something in me can't. I can't grow. I can't heal. I can't forgive. And Christ says, we are slaves to this thing in our hearts. We're a slave to our own worst natures. Enslaved. We are not we are not free. Christ says, you're not free. You say you are. And in America, we're not free. On every front in our country, a place of great freedom and surprising wealth, every addiction we have is on the rise. Everyone. Alcoholism, narcotics, legal prescription drugs, our smartphones, The TV, entertainment for many of us, entertainment becomes something that we're, six hours a day, we're in that thing. Across the board, our freedom's becoming less and less. Even though we're politically free, our hearts are not free. We're not free. So they say, man, I don't need you, Jesus, I'm already free. And Christ goes, you ain't free. He says this. And the slave does not remain in the house forever, but the son does remain forever. 
It's a, he's, he's hinting at something. He goes, man, if being a slave is an awful thing because a slave gets used up and thrown away, but if you're a child, a son or daughter, you're loved, and you're loved forever. And verse 36 says this. This is where he ends. So he says, we're not free, but... And I know I'm not free, he says. So if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. So if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. A freedom beyond political freedom. When I was, a, when I was 15 years old, I was a, a new Christian. And I was just listening to Christian music for the first time. And I had a Walkman. I had some headphones, 1994, baby. It's a good time, good time to be alive. And that week, a new tape came out. Yes, a new tape. Pre-CDs. No, pre I bought the cassette tape, bought it home. At night, I unwrapped that tape, put it in my Walkman, I hit play. It was Stephen Curtis Chapman's new album, Signs of Life. Any Chapman fans in the house, anybody? My boy, dude. I once made fun of him at Giordano's in Chicago. That's a different story. So I put the push play. I'm doing my math homework at night in the living room. Good, good album. I go, this is good stuff. Well, then this song starts called Free. See, Stephen Chapman had become a chaplain and would go into prisons to bring a word of hope. And we're to sung out what he saw there. As that song played on my headphones in the night, in the dark, I put my pencil down and I closed my math book. And I just I started crying right there at the desk. Because what he described, what he sang about, was the thing my heart yearned for the most. I believe the chorus is something like, and I'm free. Oh, I have been forgiven. And the Lord has taken off these chains and given me these wings. And I'm free. And this freedom I've been given is something that not even death can take away from me. And it, it, it just filled my heart with hope. Because in the song, that man who says those words is a prisoner who had done something terrible and deserved to be imprisoned. But even in the concrete walls and the barbed wire fence, even though he was not free in his body, he was free in his heart. Before God, he's like, listen, I have done terrible things. I deserve to be in this place. But even though a situation is terrible, with the Lord, I am free. My invitation to us this day is very simple. In Christ, you can be made free. That's it. Jesus can set us free in an actual real way. Freedom from childhood wounds, legit. Freedom in the midst of a painful, difficult season, free. I'm not promising anybody health or wealth or dreams coming true. No promises. In the midst of the thing you carry, and we all carry our things, in the midst of the hard life we're building in this hard city, 
freedom. How do we get it? I want that freedom. I want to... There's a scene in one of the greatest films of all time. <laughs> the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, that's a good one. Where Andy Dufresne, he says, he's like, they can't get to me in here. Now, what are you talking about? You know that place? That place no warden and no bully can touch? That thing inside that remembers the green sky, or the blue sky, and the green grass. There's a green sky, it's a bad day. <laughs> uh, that thing inside remembers the blue sky and the green grass. And they're all like, what are you talking about? He's talking about hope. And then Morgan Freeman says, hope is a dangerous thing in a place like this. But here's the deal. With Christ, that hope he brings is a hope that can live even in the, when everything else falls down. What does the Apostle Paul say? I am pushed down but not destroyed. It's hard, but in Christ, that hope and the, the freedom he gives my soul, freedom from my own darkest impulses, that freedom allows me to fly. If you abide in my word, you are my disciple. And if you're my disciple, you'll know the truth. And if you know the truth, that truth will set you free. So I encourage you, come to Jesus. Take a step towards you. Wherever you are on your journey, if you're here and you don't believe in God, say, you know what? I'm going to read a book about Jesus because I want to give him a chance. Read his teaching. He'll surprise you. He surprised me. He still does. If you're here and you're halfway with Jesus, come further than halfway. Take another step in towards the Lord. It's good. Jesus can set you free. That is the hope we preach here at Flint City. It's the hope we hold on to as Christians, as followers of Jesus. So with that said, we're going to have lunch together. If any of you are here and you want to ask questions about Jesus, about following him, about knowing him, about feeling this freedom, I'm going to be floating around all day. The reason we ordered a truck instead of me cooking for you, I want to be able to hang out. Like, we want, like the reason we have a food truck is so that we can, well, first of all, it's better food than I can make. But second of all, I'm, saying, I, I, I'm not going to smoke brisket for 12 hours. I love you, but not that much. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. But the main reason we have the truck is so we can hang out together and talk and enjoy one of those company. But if you want to talk about Jesus, me, Pastor John, we're floating around. We'd love to talk to you about stuff. We would. So we're going to pray for our meal. We're going to pray for the day. And then we'll go ahead and dismiss the food. So let's go ahead and pray together, okay? We're going to pray together. God in heaven, thank you for your word that is true. Your invitation is quite clear. If we abide in your word, we can be your disciple, your student. And if we're your student, we can know the truth. And if we know the truth, that truth can set us free. Amen. For if the Son sets us free, we are free indeed. Lord, move in the hearts of those that are here. Draw men and women one step closer to yourself, that they open up themselves to knowing you in this life. Lord, do a work. Thank you for the food you're giving right now. Let the food bless us as we eat and laugh together. In Christ's name, we ask all these things. Amen. Amen.